0: Ohio people with Mennonite views, and they're going to give us some missional news. Ohio Ohio Conference Cast.
1: You are listening to Ohio Conference Cast, a podcast dedicated to sharing missional stories and other information about Ohio Mennonite Conference. Here are your hosts, Thomas Dunn and Bill Seymour. Welcome, everybody, back to Ohio Conference Cast. I'm Bill. This is Thomas Dunn, and we have with us someone from the Great White North. The Great White North? Yeah, that's what it's called. What? You mean North Dakota? (laughs) (laughs) Gerald, why don't you introduce yourself before we get stuck in the weeds right away?
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I'm Gerald Hildebrand. Uh, I'm living in Winnipeg, Canada. I'm working with Mennonite World Conference as the regional representative, uh, one of 12 that are around the world, and uh, I represent Canada and the United States, traveling between the two countries, representing the work and ministry of Mennonite World Conference.
1: Great. We're glad you could be with us and that uh, your work is why you are on the podcast. We wanted to know a little bit more about World Conference. So I guess my question is, you don't have anything to do until, what, 2021, what are, you, what are you working on now?
0: Well, um, I have a little more to do than what's going to be happening in 2021. Uh, we are involved uh, as Mennonite World Conference. Um, uh, our vision is that we're called to be a communion or koinonia of Anabaptist related churches linked to one another in a worldwide community of faith for fellowship, for worship, service, and witness. And so we're engaged with 107 uh, national conferences around the world. In uh, We're about 1.5 million people in 58 uh, countries and speaking in about 60 languages. And we're relating to one another on a constant and regular basis. So that involves us in conversation and in uh, engagement uh, with the national conferences around the world.
1: All right, so there's quite a bit to unpack there, uh, and I should we should even go back. What my first allusion to was what happens in 2021. So the yeah. most most I would presume, like myself, and and I would presume most people that listen to this have heard of Men World Conference, and they associate that with what happens every seven years, six years, every six, six years. years. Yep, every six ah, years. Well, six years. I oh. have learned something already. <laughs>
2: And so 2021 Mennonite World Conference is meeting in Indonesia, that's is that right? right?
0: That's correct, in Samarang, Indonesia. Okay. Mm-hmm.
1: So every six years, Mennonite World Conference hosts this celebration gathering, and that's what most people understand as, as World Conference, but right. we want to learn more about, well, those gatherings, but also more of what you do in the interim. So I, right. I heard relating between national conferences. Okay. Did, did I did I pick up that line correctly?
0: Yeah, maybe a good way to talk about it, or maybe a helpful way that I'm finding, is that every job or every organization has a rhythm to it. We have a n- number of rhythms that we would have, like there would be the six year rhythm of the six year assembly. It's something we would Mm -hmm. refer to it as the Assembly of uh, Mennonite World Conference every six years. So, in 2015, that took place in Pennsylvania. And Mm -hmm. then the next one now will be coming up in Indonesia. And so, we tried to move that between continents and between countries. And so, that one will be coming up at that time. In the interim, we have our General Council. So, every three years is a general council. And so there was a general council in Pennsylvania. There will be another one in Indonesia, but one took place this year in 2018 in Kenya, in which uh, there were probably around 300 people gathered there from about 50 countries. And uh, so those were national representatives, mostly leaders, and then also the global mission uh, network. So there were networks that met there as well. So MWC brings people together, you know, in numbers of ways through networks and through commissions. And so we're working around the year in different places of the world and connecting churches together. So those are every three years, the general councils.
1: The general council, so that's made up, you said, of leaders. So we are part of Ohio Conference, which is a part of Mennonite Church USA. So there would have been one person at that general council from Mennonite Church USA that represented all of America, all of the United States.
0: Well, Glenn Guyton was there as the executive director or national director for uh, MCUSA. Also, your moderator, David Beauchart, he was there. Um, and then there would be other representatives uh, that were also there, but it's a really a, quite a small group, people of your mission networks, they were also there for meetings. And so it's really uh, bringing together people with similar interests and responsibilities that are coming together to make decisions about the ministry of Mennonite World Conference, but also networking together to see what they are doing. So... Countries in, let's say, in uh, uh, not just Canada, U.S., but some of the European countries and, and Asian and, uh, and African, they have their own mission boards. They have their own people that are working in various areas of global ministry. And so there is an opportunity for these people to be collaborating to understand what are the different mission boards involved in. It's not just mm-hmm. U.S. sending people somewhere else but they're actually engaging and collaborating with people and ministries that are local, so indigenous ministries that are present.
2: So at this general conference and at a Mennonite World Conference meeting, is it story sharing? Is it encouragement? Is it Are there decisions made? What do the meetings look like? I mean, I was in Pennsylvania in 2015, it felt to me like a wonderful, worshipful party the whole time, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm not presuming that there weren't meetings in the background that I wasn't aware of.
0: Yeah, and I think the primary reason to be together is to worship together and to recognize that we are part of a global family. We're part of a global family of faith in Christ, and so that is our celebration that transcends boundary, nationality, language, culture— uh, and so that's that's our opportunity to celebrate that. But, of course, there are opportunities for us to be working together in other ways as well. And so there is a deacon commission, for example. We have uh, four commissions that are involved. Uh, and so there are meetings with these different commissions, like the deacon commission. There's a faith and life commission, a mission commission, And part of that would be the Global Anabaptist Service Network or the Global Mission Fellowship. Uh, These would be collaborative and groups that work together. And then there is also the Peace Commission. And they have now recently developed the Global Anabaptist Peace Network. And so these would be groups that would be meeting together at these times to be planning and to be learning from one another and also collaborating in terms of saying, what are we doing together or what can we be doing together? And so it's really a sharing of information, but also doing some strategic looking together as to how they can work together in the future.
2: So do you have uh, an example or two of some collaborative ministry that happened over the years as a result of one of these kinds of meetings?
0: One of the things that would happen is there are things that happen in given countries. Um, and so then you are, let's say, in Nepal, you know, where people are working together with who the people that are local. And so MWC then facilitates conversations in Peru where last year there were a lot of floods and so on. And so that brought together different Mennonite groups, let's say the Deacon Commission, work together in bringing people together to respond to need. And so there is a lot of stuff that happens uh, where the, the local countries are taking initiative, and that initiative may happen just within a community of churches in South America, and we may not even hear about it here within Canada or the US. But because there are 107 national conferences, These national conferences are working together in different ways. And so MWC serves as a facilitator of conversations and of relationships. And sometimes we may be even, uh, if I can say, brokering relationships together where there are difficulties or people are seeing there is some dissonance or there is some conflict between groups. And so we will serve as a group that brings conversations together.
1: So, Gerald, you've mentioned a number of times national conferences. Mm-hmm. Um, so we know MCUSA is a national conference. Mennonite Church Canada is a national conference. Are there other conferences within the U.S. that are recognized? Uh, or is it just MCUSA from the U.S.?
0: There is the Mennonite Brethren community in the U.S. They are members. So is uh, CMC, uh, which is uh, formerly known as Conservative Mennonite Conference. Lancaster or LMC, they are part of it now. They were, of course, part of MCUSA, but they are now separately uh, members of Mennonite World Conference. Brethren in Christ community is also a member conference from the U.S. Uh, Within the Canadian setting, we will also have MC Canada, the Mennonite Brethren Church in Canada, the Evangelical Mennonite Mission Church, the Evangelical Mennonite Church, and BIC in Canada is referred to as Be in Christ, and in the U.S., BIC is referred to as Brethren in Christ. And so th- those would be the North American uh, communities that are all members of uh, Mennonite World Conference.
1: That's pretty impressive. If you weren't reading that off a of screen, I'm very impressed. Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I actually am your... not reading it off the screen. I've had conversations with leaders from all these conferences in the last while, and that's part of my job is to be relating to the national conferences together.
1: I'm curious, what does it mean to be a part of Mennonite World Conference? I mean can can you just kind of say I'm I'm Anabaptist, I'm Mennonite, we are a group of churches, and we like Mennonite World Conference, and you get to be a part of it, or is there a, an application? How's that process? happen.
0: Yeah, there is a membership process uh, that any conference goes through, and so there's a constant uh, request coming from different conferences globally. There is a basic qualification. To qualify for membership as a national church, uh, you have to have at least two local churches and at least 500 adult members. That's kind of the start point. There are also associate memberships, And so then what they will do is they will make application to Mennonite World Conference through a regional rep usually or through somebody they know within the system and they will make written application to enter in. Uh, I think one of the things that, that I've discovered with my engagement with people globally is that most people desire a home. We have within the Western and Northern Hemisphere, i would say U.S., Canada, uh, Europe, there is profound congregational autonomy that we experience and feel and we think is owed to us. And within the global context, there is it appears to be a far greater sense of community and the need to belong to something bigger together. There is a sense of of needing to recognize who we are in relation to others, and to recognize that our life in Christ is intimately tied to community. And uh, so there is a desire within the global community to be connected with others. A lot of that has to do with the suffering that people experience. Displacement, refugees, people who are experiencing financial hardship. Suffering in some other way, perhaps for the very faith where they are not permitted by law to be engaged um, or gathering publicly. So, when they know that others are together with them and praying for them, and that they can be the church together with a far larger community, it's a huge, huge factor for them. I'll tell you a story um, of something I experienced when I was in Kenya now for the general council. Uh, I had an opportunity to travel between Kazumu and Nairobi. I was on a bus for uh, probably about six hours, and I was with a young man. He was a business person. He owned a tech company, video, photography, advertising, that kind of stuff. And he was uh, about the same age as my son-in-law, who does exactly the same kind of work in Canada. And he told me about his life and about his, you know, his story and the hardships that he experienced living in uh, Kenya. And at the end of the conversation, he looked me in the eye and he said, you will pray for me, yes? He wasn't asking for anything else. He wasn't asking for money to do something in his business or anything like that. He was simply wanting to be connected with another believer. And his name is Moses. I can't, get them out of my head. And so I keep telling this story where I go, uh, simply also as a reminder for myself to be praying for him. There is this profound need for a connection that moves far beyond the immediacy of their own lives. And I think that is one of the things that we see within Mennonite World Conference.
1: Yeah, there's a lot in that story and what you talked about. I'm just thinking if we had a Twitter feed, you know, you had a couple very tweetable comments, and the one that's stuck in my head is that we in North America have this, what is it, an insatiable need for autonomy that we feel entitled to? Yeah. I I don't know the exact words there, but... But but
0: you've caught caught it. I mean, I think you've got the essence of it.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it sounds like that's more of a prophetic word than anything else, whereas around the world where there's... An insatiable need for connection. Yeah. So we see we see more siloing and yeah. splintering and leaving because of our felt need or entitled need for autonomy. Yeah. Whereas our brothers and sisters around the world are growing closer together. Yeah.
0: Uh, wow. I have a good friend who uh, grew up in India. He had, you know, in my seminary years and in some of the conversations we've had over the years, one of the things he has demonstrated to me and my relationship has shown is our profound need for the other and that we need an indian and peruvian and congolese and german and japanese understanding of what it means to be a devoted follower of jesus and that we within the for me the canadian context or for you guys within the us context we have an incomplete understanding by ourselves of what it means to be a devoted follower of Jesus. Uh, we need the help. We desperately need the help of our global sisters and brothers to come alongside us and to enlighten us with what they're about and how what they're discovering in their discipleship so that we can learn from one another and then together be the body of Christ. And I think that's kind of in a, in a big picture of what we at MWC want to be about, is that we want to recognize not just our need for one another, but there's a full demonstration of that reality.
2: So, Gerald, thank you for joining us. And to our listeners, uh, we recognize that this podcast may feel a little incomplete. So what we'd like to do is uh, call Gerald back in a couple of months after we get some listener feedback. So we're inviting you to send us questions that we can ask Gerald about Mennonite World Conference, about relationships within Anabaptist groups, whatever's on your mind, uh, let us know your questions. Our email's in our tag at the end.
1: Uh, we'll be happy to ask him your questions. OhioConferenceCast at gmail.com. I think so, yes. That's yeah. right. And Gerald, thank you for your time and being willing to bear with us with all the technology stuff. Gerald is sitting in Manitoba right now, and we're in Orville, Ohio, and hopefully— Norm makes it all sound like we're in the same room. I'm pretty sure if they're getting the podcast, Norm made it happen. Thank you, Norm. <laughs> Thank you, Gerald. All right. We'll see you down the road.
0: Ohio people with men and views, and they're going to give us some missional news. Ohio, Ohio Conference Cast.
1: Thank you for listening to another edition of Ohio Conference Cast. We would love to hear from you. Our email is ohioconferencecast@gmail.com. at gmail.com. Ohio Conference Cast is brought to you by the Ohio Conference Leadership Team, along with Norm Sohar, sound engineer, Megan Sohar, voiceover, Anne Lehman, publisher, and our many
0: guests and listeners.